0: If you like the video make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. For more videos like this, WARNING! The following video may contain disturbing slash creepy stuff, viewer discretion advised. Serious. What's your true supernatural slash unexplainable, downright creepy story? When I was a kid my mom and grandparents took me to see a play about prisoners set in an old jail that was now a tourist spot. To child me the actors were too realistic and I started crying and we had to leave. Chatting to my mum a few years ago and apparently it wasn't a play we just went to visit the old empty jail. My roommate and I lived in a 100 plus year old farmhouse. Many strange things happened there, but there is one story I tell the most. One day we were watching TV in the living room on the main floor. And suddenly we heard a loud crash glass breaking and felt the floor shake in the ceiling above us. We both ran upstairs and could not find one thing out of place. I don't think it's supernatural but it was creepy. My mother died suddenly three years ago, eight days before the birth of my son. There's a picture on the wall of my house of her, and he knows it's grandma. My dad is still in that house, but we have never visited, partly because I have a mental hang up about going back there, and partly because of the logistics, it's an overnight ferry. Dad visits us often, and I will go back there soon. Anyway, my son has never seen the house, and I've never shown him photos of it. He hasn't been to the village, the area, or even the country, France. I was showing him Google Maps last week and the thing you do with your phone or tablet where, if you move the device, the field of view moves with you. So I'm showing him our house, his other grandmother's house, his school etc. and he gets it and has a play. My dad lives in rural France so the Google car hasn't done a pass of his street to my knowledge, I decide to check and it's just been done so I drop the pin and open it up. The view opens with the house over the street so I start to move it and my boy shouts Grandma's house!" A bit taken aback I ask how did you know that, because it was. Bit eerie so I ask him to point at the window and say which one is the kitchen and he puts his finger on it straight away, which room does daddy sleep in, again the finger on it straight away. Which one is grandma's? He points to it and says it was that one. We had a computer room in our house that was at the end of a hallway. So I went down the hall to use the bathroom and I could see the glow from the computer screen dimly lighting up the room then it looked like someone walked in front of it and cast a shadow on the wall. I jumped and then started laughing, geez, you scared me. I look in and there's no one in the room. I booked it out of there and avoided that bathroom for weeks. I am an outdoorsman, I'm very experienced in hunting, camping, hiking, and general survival. I'm very familiar and used to wildlife, and I was charged by what I believe was a cryptid called a dogman, it charged me and my cousin, it was not a bear, a bear cannot move how it did, and it was not a normal wolf as they can't comfortably run on two legs whereas what charged us seemed natural at doing. I can elaborate further if you wish. This happened around June or July of 2007 I believe, I was around 17 years old and more cocky then, but still somewhat knowledgeable of the outdoors. My family used to own a cabin in NW Wisconsin, I basically grew up there in the summer, I knew the woods well, but at night it was wise to stay in the cabin or at least by the bonfire by the beach because of bears, wolves, and cougars. One of the creepiest things was if you were having a bonfire, the treeline was visible from the fire pit and beach, and at night you always felt like you were being watched from that treeline. But during the day the woods always seemed normal, not so creepy, that is until this incident. So this happened somewhere between 1200-1400. Me and my cousin were having an airsoft battle, I was in full woodland camo, he was not, I retreated onto the ATV trail into the woods for a tactical advantage and our battle took us about 200 meters into about a third of the way up the trail. We had enough at this point and were standing at the edge of a clearing on the trail talking and he was maybe 10 feet from me. When I decided to mess with him, I shushed him and said we're being watched, he froze, then I realized the woods were dead quiet, and I got spooked and started scanning the tree line and the other edge of the clearing from left to right when I saw it. Its teeth gave it away, it was panting and staring at my cousin. I don't expect you to believe me, but what I saw was a wolf as big as a black bear, at least 300 pounds, but it wasn't normal, this wolf was on two legs crouching next to a tree with its arm grasping the tree, grasping with a clawed hand, it had reddish brown fur. I told my cousin that we have to go and next thing I know he is sprinting and I looked back at Wolfie who had locked on and sprinted a few steps on two feet, and then I turned and ran when it looked like Wolfie was dropping to all fours, it charged us and sounded right on our asses barreling through the brush, but for whatever reason let us go when we broke out of the tree line and headed for the cabin. What stuck with me the most was the sheer size, wolfy appeared to be nearly 7 tall when upright, and that where it should've had front paws it appeared to have large clawed hands. Now I'm not sure how to explain it away rationally, I have heard wolves will occasionally kind of walk upright but as far as I know they can't sprint on two legs, nor do wolves get that big, and black bears more waddle on two legs. The closest description is silly, a werewolf or dogman. My family moved to this standard upscale suburban home after roughing it for a couple of years to save up. We also got a deal on the home because it was a model home before it was ours, like had all the fake furniture to show off the neighborhood homes. Anyways, it had this loft area with two stairwells that go up to it, one in the front and one in the back. You could pretty much hear everything from this loft since it was so open. One day my two best friends, guy and a girl, are hanging out in the loft. We were in HS and they were horny and always all over each other, whether I was in the room or not. We were watching TV and I get up to take a piss. When I left, they were all up on each other. When I came back, they were on different ends of the couch. I just had they had gotten into a fight, so I asked what was up. Your little sister is home, the dude says. My face turned sheet white. What's wrong, the girl asked. I asked them what made them think that. They said they heard her. I am sort of freaking out at this point. No one's here, I say. We checked the house, and I'm right. Well, it turns out that before it was a model home, a family lived there and a little girl had been playing in the loft but had climbed on the railing and fell to her death below. My two best friends swear, to this day, that they heard what they thought was my sister laugh and run up the stairs, hitting her hands on each step like she was running up on all fours. I never had any encounters, other than the fact that right next to where she landed was the house's central intercom. We had an intercom system in every room that you could play music through, or talk to each other. Every so often at night at the same time you'd wake up to the intercom button being pressed, and just the blank sound of static airways like someone was holding down the button but no one was speaking. My room was on the 3rd floor and I'd have to walk down to the bottom to the main unit and turn it off there. I always thought I'd see her. I was maybe 5 years old and we were visiting my grandparents. I was sleeping in this spare bedroom alone on this big brass bed. There was a pull-out bed that was usually stored under it but it was pulled out and set up for my brother. In the opposite corner there was a small closet. In the middle of the night I woke up to the sound of hinges creaking. I thought it might have been the springs in the pull-out bed, but my brother was out cold and not moving. I looked over to the closet and saw it was slowly cracking open. Then the little man poked his head out. It was a bit too big for his body, with big eyes. I couldn't see him clearly because the room was dark but I could see those eyes and they looked right at me. He then shuffled forward, and I remember the sound of that shuffling. He stopped after a foot or two, looked at me again, crouched down, then shuffled forward a few more feet. When he was a couple yards from the bed he dived under the rollaway bed, I heard him moving through the metal and springs, and then felt as he moved under my bed. Then it was quiet. I couldn't breath when I saw the second little man step out of the closet. He did the same thing. Look at me, moved forward, look at me, dive under the beds. I was frightened, and didn't know if I should try to run or scream. I ended up screaming when the third man showed up. He rushed back into the closet before my mother could come into the room. She turned on the light, checked the bed and in the closet, and found nothing. As an adult I know I must have been hallucinating, dreaming while my eyes were open. It happened a few more times in my youth but with different dreams, but this one stuck with me. Those little men were marching across the room, looking at me with their big dark eyes, will never be forgotten. Last year I was staying in a hotel with my mom. One of the nights as I was laying in bed I noticed a human silhouette maybe 2 meters away from me. I figured it was just a shadow so I tried to ignore it but I couldn't. I turned the light on and obviously it disappeared, but when I shut off the lights again it came back. I tried to convince myself that it was just a shadow, but trust me when I say there was nothing in that room that could have made a shadow like that. I looked around the room several times. It also occurred to me that the shadow weren't there the previous nights, and nothing had been moved around. It looked just like a human silhouette. I never believed in ghosts, but right then and there I was terrified. I was too scared to look at it so I turned around and eventually fell asleep. I told my mom about it the next morning and she just shrugged it off, she said I was just imagining things. Fair enough. That shadow weren't there the next night. Or the next. A few days after we had gotten back home my mom was doing something in the kitchen and I was just sitting there studying. Without turning around my mom said do you remember that shadow of a person you saw at the hotel? I said yeah. My mom just said I saw it too. My blood turned to fucking ice. Mom didn't want to admit that she also saw it, I thought that she was sleeping, because she didn't want to freak me out. I'm convinced that if ghosts exist, I saw one that night. My mom thinks it was the ghost of her best friend, who had committed suicide just a few days prior. Mom had spent hours earlier that evening writing her a long letter for some kind of closure. Maybe her best friend also wanted to say goodbye. When I was about 12, our family moved into a new house, new to us, actually quite old. It was in our same village but down a different lane. Part of it used to be a bungalow, so my room and my sister's room were on the ground floor, down a long hallway. All of the ground floor had walnut flooring, and there was a Persian rug outside the door to my room to avoid cold toesies in the morning. Every night, around 11 or so, I would hear footsteps walking at a fairly slow pace right down the hall, from the end guest suite up past our rooms and away down the hall to the living room. I was always in bed when I heard them, and so was everyone else. You know how you can tell who a family member is by the way the walk up the stairs, or open a specific door? I knew it wasn't anyone in my family. Plus, it was the sound of outdoor shoes clacking on the wood and everyone in my family wore slippers inside the house. I would hear the footsteps start, fairly loud on the wooden floor, way down the hall, come up past my sister's room and then there would be a pause, while whatever it was walked over the rug. You could hear the gap in the footsteps, about three seconds, then they would start again on the other side of the rug and fade out as they walked down the hall away to the living room. Then they would come back, same footsteps, break across the rug, resumed on the other side. I don't remember ever feeling scared, but I never ever went out to see what it was. I would fall asleep to the sound, it would go on for a really long time. It stopped about 3 or 4 weeks after we moved in and I never heard it again. I didn't really think about it much after it stopped, but I've never forgotten it and as an adult it makes me shiver to remember it. I'm home alone one day. It wasn't dark or spooky or raining or anything. It was the middle of the day and I had just gotten home from work. Now, I shit with the door open when I'm home alone since why the fuck not. I'm doing my business and browsing reddit as per tradition when I hear my laundry room door open and slam closed. Odd, it's only 2 PM and my parents don't get home from work until at least 4. My sister was at school but maybe she left early. I yell hello and reach over and close the door so that whoever is home doesn't have to see me shitting. I hear some footsteps walk into the living room then just stop. I yell again but no response. My dad listens to audiobooks a lot on his phone so I figured he walked in with earbuds in and didn't hear me. I finish my business up and walk out to see who was home and no one was there. I kept yelling around the house but there was no answer. I walked outside, and it was just my car in the driveway. I started to panic a little bit since my laundry room door is quite heavy and is very loud when it closes, so there was no way I misheard something. I searched the whole house, looked outside on the patio, side yards etc nothing. No one was there. I then got this huge feeling of fear and bolted back inside and just sat on the living room couch waiting for something to happen. Nothing happened. No noises, no sounds, no doors opening. Nothing. I eventually got up and went back to my room and never heard anything again. It would have scared the shit out of me had I not taken care of that problem beforehand. To be honest I have tons of these and continue to get more stories pretty much wherever I go. But I have two that stand out. My siblings and I were on our couch watching TV while our parents were at work and pretty much what happened there was a loud slam and when we looked over all the hallway doors were slamming shut by themselves one by one leading up to the room where we were. We would run outside and back inside to only have the doors open by themselves and slam back shut three more times. Probably my earliest one I know of is that when I was little I had a room upstairs. And would wake up to the lights flickering on and off only to look over at the light switch and have no one be there and go back to sleep. Well one night I was confident to catch my siblings messing with me and raced down there to see the light switch moving by itself and stop around the time I got there as I stopped, trying to see where they when I saw a black mass move across the room and a knock at the door and it was like 12 AM. I went to open the door not really thinking since I was little. I had my hand on the door and decided to look out the window first only to see a talk pitch black figure standing there. It was night time and this looked like a void. I ran upstairs and legit would stay in my room when the lights would flicker. Over the years I would see more and continue to see more and shadow people as they are called are a normal occurrence for me. My brother was helping me across the country. We borrowed a van and loaded everything up for the last trip. Just before we left I checked my watch and called my GF that we would be hitting the road soon. My brother checked the kitchen clock but only told me later he did. We set out but couldn't do more than 80 kilometers per hour because of the load. When we took the off-ramp of my new city my brother told me he couldn't remember the trip, When I thought about it, neither could I. We both thought we were tired and thought nothing of it. However, when we arrived at my new house my GF asked if I broke the speed limit because we were almost an hour early. When retracing the route, my brother and I both agreed that we can remember passing a certain gas station and nothing thereafter, until the off-ramp. To this day we have no clue what happened during that hour we're missing or how we could have traveled that fast. Not with any car or van at least. Now at the beginning I wrote we both independently checked for time, this is important for us because one time source could have been wrong but not both. Also I called before we left which limits the time we could use to travel. Since then we have never experienced any weirdness like it or otherwise. I don't have any weird memories or dreams, no pieces of metal lodged under my skin, etc just an hour I lost. When I was in high school my uncle would throw me a couple bucks to help babysit his kids with my aunt. They lived in a two-story house by the water, nice area. The kids were about 3 and 6, respectively. One day I was sitting in their den on my phone when I started to hear a baby crying. Thinking it was the 3-year-old, I headed to the bottom of the stairs to check and see if my aunt was up there dealing with it. I called for her a couple times with no response. The baby kept crying. I called for her one more time, and when I got no response I started walking up the stairs. Then I heard my cousins and aunt playing outside. All the hairs on my body stood up and I literally felt a chill run down my spine. I quietly turned around, walked down the stairs, got in my car and drove away. The baby was still crying when I closed the door behind me. A few years later I was drunk at a family party and told my uncle the story. He told me that he and his wife used to hear the baby too, and apparently the previous owners had a kid die of SIDS in that room upstairs. He's uber catholic and had a mass said for the baby. He said after that it never happened again. Still gives me the willies when I talk about it though. When I was around 10 years old, I had this super fucked up dream. It started out with me in my house, alone, during the day. It's a small house, several minutes walk to the closest neighbor and more or less surrounded by woods. I heard something coming down the driveway, like tires crunching in the gravel, but much slower. Went out on the porch to investigate and saw an old fashioned covered wagon being pulled down the driveway. For some reason, This filled me with dread and I ran back inside to lock all the doors. Once that was done, I walked down the staircase into the basement, where I knew I could see him from the window built into the door. The wagon stopped moving once I was watching, and the man climbed down from the seat and stood in front of it. He was dressed in a black suit with a black top hat and he was looking right at me through the window glass. Once he was sure that I saw him, he walked to the back of the wagon and pulled off the cover. There were people hanging from the supports at the top of the wagon, feet dangling, rope around their necks. They looked dead, but the man in the top hat did something and their head started, inflating. It got to the point where it looked almost cartoonish, eyes bulging out, red faces, the works. He kept looking at me while he did it, and I just knew he was gonna do the same thing to me. Woke up absolutely terrified, and to make things a thousand times worse, the power was out, meaning it took me a ridiculous amount of time to make my way into my parents' room and camp out on their floor. Here's the creepy bit. I never told anyone about this particular dream because it was so fucking weird. Maybe two years ago, my family and I got into a conversation about the freakiest dreams we'd had. I figure what the hell, it's been 10 years, I can probably bring it up without hyperventilating. So I start telling the story, leaving out a lot of details for brevity's sake and when I get to the part about the wagon coming down the driveway, my younger sister gets the weirdest look on her face, and says. Was the man wearing a top hat? We quizzed each other and we remembered most of the details in the same way. I can't quite figure out how we both had the same dream, though I think a likely explanation might be that one of us told the other about the dream and then forgot. And the other party just constructed their own memory of it. But I distinctly remember not telling anyone about it because I thought it was too weird to share. I still get freaked out when I think about it, and to date, that's probably the strangest dream I've had. Alright, so I grew up in a really small town, and recently it's gotten some fame as being haunted one of those discovery ghost shows filmed an episode here so people got interested. Now, before my town gained a reputation for having ghosts, one night my mom and I were taking a stroll down the main street at night, which we do a lot in the summer. I was about 14 at the time. As we were walking she stops in front of a furniture store, that's in a pretty dang old building, actually most of Main Street is, that's closed. We look through the windows, just seeing the merchandise they have, talking, then I turn to my mom and tell her we need to leave. Now. She asks why. I say we need to go. She protests again since she is enjoying herself. I then tell her that there is something bad in the store, it was a bad place, and we needed to go. So we left. The thing is, I don't remember having that conversation. At all. I don't remember looking in the furniture store, I do remember going on walks with my mom plenty of times. But I don't ever remember being creeped out on any of them. The only reason I know this even happened was because my mom told me this story years later, asking if I remember doing that. So big deal right? 14-year-olds say dumb stuff all the time. But here is why it bothers me. My mom is friends with one of the ladies who works for my town, I don't know what the position is called. Basically she organizes town activities, and helps out with my town's historical stuff. Anyways, apparently for whatever reason she gave a tour of the town to a film crew that had a psychic with them. Now, I don't know about y'all but I think the whole psychic shtick is bs but apparently once they got to the furniture store the psychic refused to go inside. Said there was a lot of evil that wanted to harm people in there. So they moved on to other buildings. So yeah, when my mom's friend told her that story my mom told about the time when I was 14. They, and pretty much most people in my town, believe that the furniture store, along with a lot of other buildings, are haunted. But yeah, sorry if that wasn't scary enough, it's the only thing to happen to me that truly unsettles me. My aunt's house is haunted. She moved there when my cousin was about 2. She knew it was haunted instantly, but stayed because the ghosts were not malicious. My cousin, now about 30, grew up there knowing it was haunted, as well as my 2 younger cousins. They talked about it so non-stop like it was just part of their daily routine. I'm way into spooky stuff so hearing this time and again at family functions, I asked to spend the night specifically to listen for the ghosts, I was about 17 at the time. Here is exactly what happened that night that was strange. My cousin. My aunt and my aunt's friend are watching Carrie. It's winter time and all week their fireplace was not working. My cousin says out loud when is this movie going to get scary. Just then the glass patio door in the kitchen opens. After the movie we go to the hot tub because we were cold. After a while in there, we come back inside and the fireplace is blasting full heat out of it. My aunt laughs it off as the ghosts messing with us, they play pranks like this a lot apparently. After everyone is asleep, I am on couch and my cousin is on floor next to me. I hear from the basement footsteps, coming up the stairs. The basement door is visible from where I am laying. I hear the steps come all the way up the stairs and stop on the top. I am terrified and expect someone to come out the door, but nothing. A moment passes and the steps go back downstairs. This starts to repeat, up and down the stairs. I wake up my cousin terrified. I say listen, listen. It's slash crystal clear, a person walking up and down the stairs right there. He looks at me and is like, dude. That happens every night. Go back to sleep. It went on for about 30 minutes, up and down the stairs. I was mortified. I have more stories from my aunt but that was one of the experiences I had. I have also on other occasions there have seen lights turn on and off and heard more footsteps. She thinks it's children. They live across the street from a school that also had people report strange activity. I was invited to a sleepover at my friend's house when I was 9 or 10. It was in a crummy, crime-ridden part of town. And I was already apprehensive about the whole thing. Turns out my friend planned for us to sleep in tents outside in the backyard. We go to sleep and I unexpectedly wake up in the middle of the night. All my friends are gone from the tent. Freezing cold and absolutely terrified, I look around the yard and eventually enter the house. None of the doors are locked and for the life of me I can't find a living soul. I'm practically all alone, scared shitless in my pajamas. I find a phone and call my mom, About 15 minutes later she picks me up and takes me home. Later I found out that my friends had moved to a different tent in the yard without telling me. In my panic during the night, I thought they had all disappeared. Not really supernatural, but in the moment it was the most horrifying, inexplicable thing I ever had the displeasure to experience in my childhood. (laughs) Growing up, my grandparents had this big, grey German Shepherd called Max. He was a super sweet dog, but my grandparents kept him chained up in the yard and I can't recall anyone ever interacting with him except us kids. When we stayed at our grandparents, I remember bringing leftovers to Max and leaving them in his bowl. My sister and cousins remember this as well. Eventually, my family moved a couple hours from my grandparents, and we saw less and less of Max. He was an old dog to begin with, but I recall he started developing tumors around his neck. Then one day he was gone. I brought up Max to my dad years later as a teenager. Wondering what, exactly, he died of. We had a dog that had died recently, and his tumors reminded me of the ones Max had. My dad seemed real confused that I knew who Max was. He said Max had died of cancer, but he was my dad's first dog, which I was confused by, since he mentioned a dog named Boots when he was a kid. He said that Boots was the dog his parents bought to replace Max, who died when he was nine. I was sure he had gotten mixed up, or misremembered the dog. Here's where the story gets weird. My cousins and my sister all remember this dog. I could swear he was dead by then, but even my youngest cousins remember Max. Here's where it gets fucking insane. Where Max was chained up was a concrete platform. When, we thought, he died, my grandparents put a tool shed there. Further lending to the confusion, there are pictures of me and my cousins near my age, I'm the oldest grandchild, but my youngest cousins are 12 years younger, playing with the shed in the background. The fact that my cousins remember the dog makes no sense on that basis alone. That's not the insane part about that shed, though. When I was a teenager, probably 18 or 19, I helped my dad and my uncles tear down the shed. On the concrete platform, right on the edge, was a child's handprint with my dad's name written underneath, and a big, German Shepherd sized pawprint. Underneath the pawprint, in the same handwriting, was the name Max. To this day, none of us know why all of us remember this dog. I was born in the late 80s, this dog died in 1969. The year I started high school, my parents moved us into a new house and the place was crazy haunted. I have been suffering from insomnia since I was about 14, and often I would be up in the middle of the night and hear someone running up and down the hallway. Occasionally the running would be accompanied by giggling and the sounds of hands hitting the hallway walls. If I was at home alone cleaning, I would frequently hear what sounded like a small child, It should be noted I did have five siblings but on these occasions I would be home alone, giggling or talking faintly nearby. My parents' bedroom was always cold, and there would be sounds of someone typing on the computer keyboard when no one was nearby it. Several times, I would come into my room, and since I was the first one home from school I knew my siblings hadn't been in there, and my mom never went in there except to try to read my journal, and find my stuff moved around and played with. As in, the porcelain doll my grandmother gave me would be in some random spot in the room, and there would be little doll footprints on the carpet like someone had been playing with the damn thing. I did some digging later, a little girl was once murdered on the land that the home stood on, before there was a home there. I have a ton of stories about that damn house, if anyone wants to hear them. I grew up in the Pine Barrens. I loved living in the woods, and South Jersey has just about no predators so I never felt unsafe walking around the neighborhood at 2 AM or so. Well, one night when I was 19 I left my friend's place about 2.30-3.30 AM walking home and I hear the most ungodly sound I have ever heard in my life. In the split second your mind tries to rationalize, first I thought it was a cat being run over then by. 6 seconds I though it was a woman screaming then it sounded like a roar slash shriek. This is all in the second and a half it takes me to take in the whole sound. Now let me be clear, I had lived in those woods all my life, I know what foxes sound like I know what skunks fighting sound like, it was like nothing I have ever heard. I have never felt primal fear like I did after hearing that sound I ran harder and faster than I ever had in my life. When I got to the front door I was already mentally prepared to smash the small glass pane in order to open the door if my sister had locked it. She didn't and there is nothing interesting after that point, a few other weird things happened around the same time span but nothing like that. I lost a lot of time, once. It's one of a few very creepy things to happen to me, but this one really got to me. Still does, it only happened a few months ago. I went for a walk with my mother on a local path around a fairly large hill, a regular pastime of ours. We walked the two miles from the car to the hill before beginning our ascent to reach the loop, which is only about half a mile encircling the peak. We're from the area and have always known that people have become wildly lost up here even though the path is the only one around the hill. It's sort of. Very specific knowledge? If you go ten miles away no one will know about it. We had been dozens of times before, with the dogs usually. But today it was just my mum and I. We had never been lost before. So we've been walking for. I don't know how long when I noticed something odd. The sun was in the same place to us as it had been for however long we'd been walking, on a circular path, it should have appeared to move as we changed direction. We should also have been reaching the point where you headed down the hill, but our path was completely level. I was taught to use the sun and other natural signs to navigate as I spend a lot of time just my wandering, whether on horseback or on foot. I realized that I had no recollection of that part of the path and had been walking along in silence for. Well here's the weird bit. Out came my phone and it showed me the time 1437. I had absolutely no signal even though it's usually spot on up there. We had set off at 11 in the morning and all the hairs on my body stood up. This was a short walk, an hour and a half at most from leaving the car to getting back to it. The sun should have been above us, but it was set off at where I would have said 3 o'clock for that time of year. I remember the time because when I turned to ask my mum what time she had, she looked straight through me like I wasn't there and remained like that for a whole 3 minutes. She was just staring off into the space where I had been to her left. At 14.40 she suddenly came to life, I'd had move away, too nervous to remain under her gaze like that after about a minute of saying mum and nudging her rigid shoulder in a building childlike panic, I was 20. I was sat on a log just off the path, getting pretty bloody freaked out. Mum glanced around and said in a hollow, weird voice. I think the fairies might have us, we need to keep walking. I scrambled up and fell in to match her determined stride on this unfamiliar path. Why fairies, mum? Why say that? I wasn't raised to see them as little cutesy people with wings, you see. To me, they're straight out of nightmares, because my mother's upbringing said that's what they are. Creatures out to confuse and trick. What time does your watch say, mum? She always wears a battery-operated analog watch, and she lifted her wrist. Quarter to three. She put her wrist down and lifted it again to check. That's not right, is it? I just shook my head. Alright, keep walking. So we did. We trudged on through this unfamiliar woodland for what I would have said felt like at most half an hour. It never turned a corner, or changed elevation. I knew we were in bother when my stalwart, never frightened of anything Mother began to get nervous. So, in response to her nerves, she becomes pissed off. She steeled herself, lifted those proud, all seeing gypsy eyes to the creepy atmosphere and spoke as she would to a lurking person. Who's toying with us? Put us back. There was what I can only describe as a burst of deep laughter from the path behind us, and we spun around to face it. We were at the top of the hill that lead to the gate out of there. It's at the fork where you can go left or right, neither of which I remember choosing, even though we always make a discussion of it. We made our way down the slope and out of the woods as calmly as possible and got back to the car which was parked next to an ancient church and cemetery. The time in the car? 1712. We should have got back to the car no later than maybe quarter to one if the walk had gone normally, or just after four when our watch and phone said we were approaching three. We lost nearly five hours. I've had a lot of creepy things happen to me, but this is about one of the worst. I wasn't alone, it was the middle of the day on a usually familiar path. Where did those hours go? Where was that path? So many unanswerable questions. I even went up there alone once, to see if I could experience it again, but nothing happened. Growing up, our house was very haunted and even though it's not as active today, I still get creeps sometimes when I go home to visit. A few years before I was born, my great-grandmother died in what would become my bedroom, her sitting slash TV room, and my parents and I both remember walking into that room and very clearly smelling rose scented perfume, like somebody had dumped a bottle of it on the carpet. According to my parents, it was the same kind she wore almost daily up until she died. I've seen apparitions in that house as a child slash teenager. My grandfather, mom's side, died when my mom was 3, 1950s, so I've never met the man, but I remember being in the kitchen one day and seeing a man in a brown suit with a skinny black tie stand in the entryway and look at me, then vanish. I recognized him immediately from family photos, it was my grandfather. I've seen blue light slash orbs during the day in different rooms felt cold spots, been touched by invisible hands, heard footsteps when I was home alone, and even had drawers slash cupboards open spontaneously in front of me. Nothing was every scary per se, but a lot happened that was certainly unnerving. (laughs) Over the years, I've lived in two houses that were almost certainly haunted. The incident that scared me the most happened in the house I lived in just a few years ago. I had grown up in a house that was renowned for activity and the thought of ghosts doesn't really scare me. After all, they're only people, right? This house had a history of strange occurrences, lights that turned off and on by themselves, footsteps and voices that couldn't be explained, extremely rural and no neighbors close by, banging sounds from the basement and most disconcertingly, the sensation of being poked, either during the night while sleeping or whenever you were in the basement. But all of that seemed benign, so whatever. I was interested in communicating with whatever was there and had gathered a couple of interesting EVPs. I really wanted to set up a video camera, but didn't have the money to invest. Instead, I got a digital voice recorder and reasoned that I would record the activity on it until I could afford what I wanted. I decided to set it up to record overnight. Now, there are two things that are important to the story. Bear with me, this is important. The first is that this house was built as a one-room house originally, over the years they added a kitchen, bedroom and full bathroom, laundry room and then an addition containing a second bedroom, half bath and new kitchen, the old kitchen became a formal dining room. The point being that the house was built haphazardly and sound does not carry from one end to the other. The second point is that I have an alarm clock with a built-in spa sound machine that I used on the rain feature. And since I'm a little hard of hearing, the rain is always cranked up to maximum volume. So, I tucked my elderly dog into her kennel that night and set up the recorder just between the dining room and laundry room, i.e. as far across the house from our bedroom as possible. I took the two younger dogs and cat into the bedroom with my husband and I and we went to bed. The next day, I began to listen to every minute of the recording, hoping there would be some form of communication. It took a couple of days. The recording starts with loud clattering as I place it on the table. Then I can be heard walking away, and from the laundry room telling my dog, good night, Bonita. Then I pass by again and can be heard moving away. My husband and I can be heard, but not well enough to tell what we're saying, talking for a couple of minutes. Then the sound of the rain machine, sounding like a waterfall. After a few seconds, the sound becomes a muted roaring sound, as we shut our bedroom door. The timestamp showed around 10-15 PM. And then there is nothing but the muted sound of the rain. Until about 2 AM then you hear the sounds of the dog, nails clicking on the hard floor of her kennel. Sounds like her scratching against the floor. Whimpering. Panting. More clicking. This goes on for about 5 minutes. Then her whimpering grows more, distressed. Her panting becomes panicked, as if she is hyperventilating. Then she stops. It's quiet for a moment, then a small bark. It's a sound I recognize, because she does it every morning as I walk through the kitchen to make the coffee. It's her hey you're up, let me out bark. I check the timestamp, 2 18 AM and then I hear it. In a stage whisper, frighteningly close to the recorder, Bonita. The dog yelps and begins to scream, and almost drowns out the giggle. The giggle is the same voice that whispered my dog's name. My voice. I'm waiting for husband when he gets home. I play the recording for him. He shrugs, so you fussed at the dog? I didn't get up that night. Okay, well you know you sleepwalk. That's all it was. I shook my head. No. Listen to it from the beginning. The bedroom door never opens. My husband took the recorder down into the basement. I assumed that he listened to the whole thing from the beginning. There was more after the first whisper. The dog's name is Whisper shouted several more times, each time the dog would panic and the voice would giggle. After about 20 minutes, it stopped and the dog eventually quieted, and I assume went back to sleep. I listened to the tape all the way through, just to be sure. At no time can you hear a change in the muted sound of the rain machine until we get up at 6 AM which means that our bedroom door never opened. Which means that whatever was on that recording was not me, but was pretending to be. I got rid of the recorder. I didn't want to ever hear that again, it scared me worse than anything else had at that point. I never tried to record anything else in that house. I pretended that it never happened. And I never heard anything else that sounded like me. When I was little, around 3 years old, I would have dreams of another little girl who lived on my bookshelf. She had short hair pulled aside with a barrette. She wore a simple dress and shoes with buckles on them. She always appeared as a yellow translucent person. We were friends and I would sit on the floor, and she would sit on the top of the bookshelf, and look down at me. We always had fun, but when she got mad she could zap me. It would tickle like being tickled badly by a friend who you wanted to stop. I would yell at her and run away. Fast forward 20 years. While on vacation with my parents we were talking about old dreams and memories when the tickle girl was brought up. I reminisced about the dreams with her, and my parents' faces went funny. When I asked what was wrong they said honey, those weren't dreams. You used to sit and talk to you bookshelf all the time. We would hear you laughing in the other room. Other times we would hear you get so mad that you would yell, but you were the only one in the room." Gives me chills to this day. When I was about 7 or 8 I used to have sleep over at my grandma's a lot. My aunties are only a few years old than me so it worked out great. Anyway one of the times I was in bed and it was about 3 in the morning and both my aunties were asleep. So I rolled over to look at their toy horses and I swear to god they were moving. I could see their black silhouette galloping across the desk. So doing the logical thing I went back to sleep ignoring, thinking it was my imagination. Then about a year ago my aunt described the exact same thing happened to her. Turns out many people have had weird experiences with this house. Examples include an ex of my uncle seeing a strange man in the corner of the room and at the bottom of the stairs, TVs randomly turning on and off, things being moved, the wardrobe door would get randomly stuck to a point where a full-grown man couldn't open it, and then swing open for no reason, new bulbs randomly bursting that is likely an electrical issue, shadows in the room when curtains are closed and no one is making them. Also random banging and footsteps is a common noise in the house even if no one is upstairs. Not next door as she is a frail old woman who can barely get up the stairs and the footsteps are like heavy man's footsteps. <laughs> my dad, and by extension our family, was tormented by ghosts slash demon slash whatever you want to call it. First a little backstory. I was young at the time and remember very little of the actual supernatural stuff, but my dad has recounted the events of it to me before. It started when my dad was trying to get his life together. My dad had done a lot of things in his past drug wise and had been around a bad crowd but he had left them and wanted to be a good dad to his kids. He didn't quit cold turkey so he still drank and was usually out of the house drinking. On one occasion he was out drinking and he tells me that he vividly remembers seeing a black smoke come out of his can that slowly rose until it had taken a devilish form and it cackled and laughed saying that he was going to die. When my dad dropped the can the apparition disappeared. He was terrified and decided to go home thinking he was drunk. This wouldn't be the last time something like this would happen however. Fast forward to some time later, I don't remember how much time he told me had passed, my dad was watching over me and my brothers one night while my mom was away on some errand. At that point my dad drank less, he was working more and we had a relatively okay life. My dad was making sure that me and my brothers were taking our baths before getting ready for bed. I could do this myself so my dad focused more on my brothers. I remember watching TV when my dad came running through the living room in boxers and a white shirt and running outside. What happened was that my dad was in my brother's bedroom and had just finished drying them off when the room had started to go black. He saw smoke fill the room that eventually turned into black nothingness. He felt weird and noticed that the skin on his arms began to move. He looked at his arms and it looked like there was something under his skin moving and crawling in every direction then he heard a voice that started out as a whisper that told him in a taunting slash menacing voice scratch your arms he then felt a force grab him from behind making it unable for him to run. Due to him having hung out with a tough crowd he began to cuss at it and call whatever it was a coward eventually breaking free and proceeding to run outside and get the neighbor to help him. Only after escaping did he realize the implications of what had happened and the fact that we were still inside. At that time my mom was back from her errand and they both went in to find us okay and the room back to normal. Over the course of months the dark smoke would continue to creep up on my dad wherever and whenever it could. It was a stressful time for us. I personally only witnessed the odd side effects of what my dad was going through, but it all stopped when we looked for help. My dad has more things he experienced as a kid and there's a bit more to the story but they're just details and this is the main thing that I always remember. I live in Maine. What does this mean? It's very common to see lobstermen and very rare to see anybody on your property also, cold plus snow. Anyway, I was over at a friend's house participating in a party, and a bunch of us guys were gonna sleep over. I know, unimaginable, right? Sounds like the plot to a cheap horror movie, we had just gone to bed at 3.30 in the morning on his pull-out couch in the living room. I had just started going to sleep when I noticed a figure standing on the other side of the door, standing on the porch. I think nothing of it, probably a weird shadow from the trees. Of course there is a winter storm going on outside, So the wind is blowing, hard. That's when I notice that this particular shadow isn't moving with the tree's shadow. It's still standing in the door, staring through the window at us. This is when I call it out to the others who were kinda not really asleep. We are so freaked out that one grabs a BB gun, the other grabs a baseball bat, and I grab a fucking handheld spotlight. There was four of us, but the host had fallen asleep. I shine the spotlight through the door, and there is nothing there. We once again reach the conclusion that it could be a weird shadow. That is when we start to notice the little details. Staring at this figure, they looked like they had just come off a lobster boat in a heavy rainstorm. They had the lobster hat, and the weird little way the jacket fell told us that it was someone dressed up like a lobsterman. Like I said earlier, extremely common. The part that was freaky was the way the hat kind of sagged down around the head, almost unnaturally. Trust me when I say that a hat is old when it sags like that. At this point, we're thinking it's some dick playing a prank on us. So being the main boys we were... We decided to beat the ever-living shit out of this person. I shine the light to blind them as the other two advanced. They reach a door and realize there isn't anyone around the door, so we once again conclude that it was a shadow from a tree. They decide to go back to bed. I'm not entirely convinced and watch that damn thing until 5 AM, when it just vanishes into thin air after the light came up. My foolish self is thinking that I'm safe, and I fall asleep. I wake up two and a half hours later to see the host's mother struggling with the trash. Being the good kid I was, I offered to take it out for her because no one was up. As I opened the door to go outside, that is when I see footprints in the snow facing the door. I could see the footprints start at the edge of the porch, up the stairs, and stand right at the door. The footprints then looked kinda like the person was pivoting on their right foot to get behind the wall to escape being seen a couple of times. They then lead up to the other edge of the porch with a about a 15-foot drop, and disappear. There is nothing on the other side of the edge, and nothing in the couple feet of snow below. And while, yes I did at first think snowdrifts got caught on ice to make the footprints, I then realized that there were clear boot prints, with tread and all. The scary part is that the tread matches rain boots, which go with a hat and jacket. This was one of my most fearful moments ever. It still makes me shiver just typing about it. The worst part about this story is people don't really believe me. But when you live in Maine, weird haunty stuff happens all the time. I live in a town where the founder was cursed by a witch to have her forever dancing on his grave and taps thinks there are ghosts in the fort across the river. Supernatural stuff is kinda normal. But this freaked me out. When I was little I used to be exceedingly paranoid, to the point where I would bathe with the door open. I personally blame it on my brother who loved to freak me out. He would constantly bullshit 10-year-old me with stories about dreaming of people at the window looking in. I know now that most of this was fake but at the time, I didn't. I was bathing with the door open per usual, soaking up the warmth around me and enjoying myself. What happened next I don't expect the majority of you to believe, maybe I was getting tired or something, but as I looked out into the hallway that my bathroom lead out into, I shit you not I saw a and white figure hobble past the door. Naturally, I started crying and when my parents called out to see what was wrong I told them what happened and that I wasn't leaving until one of them got me. Cut to 5 years later. I'm living a normal life, nothing weird has happened since then, save for the onset of some very mild clinical depression. I'm staying at my friend's summer home in Palm Springs for a night. I dose of surprisingly quick for sleeping on a futon, and that's when I have that dream. I wake up in my own bed at home, except everything is off. The only way I can describe it is as the dark blue light filling the room having its own viscosity. It's like it was coating the room as opposed to filling it. Then things get weird. I see from the hallway that my room is connected, a greyish figure hobble into my room. Lanky or gangly doesn't even begin to describe this thing. It looked like someone with the build of a basketball player had been starved to death, brought back and starved again. I couldn't see its face from where I was, and frankly, I didn't want to. It waddled its way over to my bookshelf, opposite of where I was facing, and just sorta crawled up it and clung there. It looked down at me and asked me with a voice that sounded more like it was coming from across a street than across a room, what are you doing? The voice was concerned, and at the time I didn't think about responding, I'm used to just viewing my dreams as opposed to taking part in them. For some reason I didn't feel scared, and it proceeded to tell me its job was to watch me. I opened my eyes and saw it was about 4 AM. I was relieved to be back in my friend's bed and clung to the pillow because it was nice to feel something soft in my arms after that. Only now have I connected the possibility that that thing was the same as the one I saw when I was little. It doesn't end there. I'm not a very superstitious person, so I'm sure you all can understand how confused and worried I was by this. I had a chat with one of my friends who was more educated in the occult about it, and they couldn't give me an answer. But did offer to perform a banishment ritual, which I politely refused. A few days later, I was drifting off to sleep when I heard what I can only describe as either trilling or really weird laughter, think turkey noises. I immediately recognized the far off voice, but again did nothing. I felt myself being grabbed by the upper arms and lifted up, but being dropped onto my bed. I then felt it happen again, but this time I was dropped onto the floor. I assumed I was dreaming and went back to sleep. I woke up the next morning next to my bed on the hardwood. I hadn't sleepwalked in about 3 years. But assumed it was that. I went into the restroom to freshen up for the day and found red marks around my shoulder areas, where I remembered being picked up by. I don't claim this story to be 100% proof goss so real. All this could easily be me just having some strange dreams, but that didn't make it any less scary to go through. I work at a hotel and while I've seen a lot of weird creepy stuff here the first thing I saw will always stick with me. It was 3.30 AM. Being the night auditor, part of my duties is setting up the coffee bar for early departures, so that their day is started on the right foot. The coffee bar is to the right of the desk, and about 50 feet from the coffee bar is the breakfast buffet and the kitchen. It's so early that neither of these have staff right now, and it's totally dark over there. First thing I tend to do is go in the cabinets under the breakfast buffet to get the tea box for the coffee bar. The buffet directly faces the kitchen, so that kitchen staff can stock it faster and greet guests. So there I am, checking these cabinets, when I notice something out of the corner of my eye. I look up into the kitchen, and I stop in my tracks. There's someone back there in the dark watching me. He's got to be six and a half feet tall, wearing a heavy olive coat. His torso is dimly lit in the doorway of the employee hallway. He's staring at me as I'm staring at him. And then he lifted both his legs at the knees and floated out the door. It didn't click that I could be looking at a ghost. I took off at a run to search the employee areas for this mischievous guest. I've dealt with a lot of shit like this, and I'm not going to tolerate it tonight. I'm going to find this fucker and boot his ass to the curb. Except I never find anything. No one. Nothing. It takes me several long minutes to admit that it could be a ghost. When it finally clicked with me, I realized how many other weird things I've seen and heard here. Disembodied voices. Slamming on the back door when no one's there. Footsteps on the fifth floor. Since then I've also seen two other ghosts right here in the lobby. And what I've found is that it never feels scary at the time your brain just refuses to accept that it could be a ghost. It must be a guest who couldn't sleep. Must be. Back in about 2002, I was about 21, I was in the Marines and stationed in North Carolina. We lived in two-man barracks rooms, kind of like college dorms my roommate left for the weekend to visit his dad in South Carolina. Now, I grew up a huge fan of Star Wars and Star Trek, I had also seen close encounters of the third kind, fire in the sky, communion. So as a kid, I was not so much afraid of ghosts or vampires or whatever else, it was aliens. My friend leaves Friday afternoon, I try to go to bed Friday night. As I'm laying there by myself, I swear I hear what sounds like a weird alien morse code. I'm shaking. Some time goes by, I get up, turn on a light, nothing. I grab a flashlight, try to go back to bed. After a while, I hear what sounds like some sort of machine starting up then spinning faster, then slower. I get up, look around, again, nothing. I tell myself there's nothing there, try to go back to sleep, then I hear what sounds like a conversation between two aliens taking place just a few feet away. I freeze. I tense up every muscle in my body and try to stay as still as possible, and that's how I stay until the sun comes up. The next morning I find a few of my friends and ask them if they heard or saw anything crazy last night. No one describes anything like what I experienced. I managed to sleep a little during the day but dreaded having to go through that same thing again. I go to bed, can't sleep at all, and it starts again. I hear like a weird alien morse code, I hear a whirring of something mechanical like a drill, I hear a casual alien conversation, I hear something that sounds like high-pitched lightsabers, then I hear it all again. I'm just frozen wide awake under my covers, convinced I'm about to be abducted, until the sun comes up again and I look around, don't see anything, but get up. A few hours later, my roommate gets back and tells me I look like shit. I tell him I feel like shit. Then I decide, I don't give a shit how crazy I sound, I'm gonna tell him about the last two nights. He sits and listens and actually doesn't treat me like I'm crazy. As I'm wrapping up the story, he unlocks his wall locker. His TV and Xbox are on. He must have just left it on after playing Halo or something right before he left. Then it happens, the sounds I heard at night start coming out of his TV. Well, it turns out that if you leave an original Xbox on, it plays a weird white noise screensaver, and that's what I was hearing. I did feel relieved that I was actually hearing something and not just crazy. One evening around 11pm, I was playing my bass in my living room with all of the lights on. Then it felt like gravity weakened. Similar to the feeling when you're about to descend on a big hill from a roller coaster. I looked up from my instrument and saw this seven-foot tall, oval-shaped, rippling mass which was blacker than black. The best way I can describe it is like the absence of light. I was looking directly at it and then it slowly began to move across the room and through the wall. I turned around and saw a white ball about the size of a golf ball hovering at the top of the door frame. It stayed there for maybe a second or two then shot down diagonally into the floor. Shortly after that, The feeling of gravity returned and then I freaked out because I had no idea what I had experienced. About a year later I moved into an apartment building with my mom. One day around noon, while she was at work, I was in the kitchen and I felt my mom's presence there. That same feeling you have when you know someone is in the same room as you but you just aren't looking at them. Automatically, I turned around to ask her something but instead, I saw this humanoid being standing roughly a foot in front of me. I am 6,4 so from where I was standing. It looked like it was about the height of where my chest is. It had no clear features. The entire being was vibrating on the spot and had swirling colors of red, green, and silver all over it. I looked directly at it and then got the impression that it noticed that I noticed it. Once it registered that, rather than turn around, it turned inside out, its front became its back and its back became its front then it whizzed down the hall into a closed closet door. I calmly walked to the door and opened it and nothing was there. The weird part about that experience was that I didn't react. I registered it as another mundane experience like washing dishes. I went and watched TV after that, not giving it a second thought. When I was 17 my Vavo had passed away from skin cancer that reached his brain. Out of the 12 grandchildren he had me and him were the ones that got to hang out and enjoy the time we had since my parents were divorced, and it would be a 3 hours drive to go see him. It was one of the worst days I've had and because of it has helped me a lot of myself. Anyways, year and a half after that in my senior year I was in a Protestant private school that would go from Texas to Illinois for a big church camp where other schools would meet up from all over the country. One of the times we had a church service going on and it was right at the end to where everyone goes up to the front and does the jumping and whatever craziness people do to worship. To me going to churches all my life I've seen things that are explainable and sometimes just things that's hard to explain. The unexplainable happened that night that I will never forget. As I was up front just with my eyes closed, head down looking at the floor, and just looking like I was praying I heard a voice say hi to me. I thought it was just someone from my group that was wanted to say hi. Then I hear it again, and as I look up to see who it was it was my Vavo looking at me. I was so shocked I literally flew back and freaked out of me seeing him right in front of me. I literally broke down and started crying so much. My teacher came up to me to see if I was okay since she saw me flew back in shock thinking that I was having a holy presence moment. I just kept repeating to her out loud I saw my Vavo. I saw my Vavo. To me, I think it was one of those moments where God gave him the chance to come down and see his oldest grandchild one more time. Even though I almost pissed myself there, it will be something that I will never forget. My grandparents' house has had poltergeist activity since 1970. It started when my mother and her two sister Louise and Teresa were playing around in a cemetery, I know. WTF were they playing in a cemetery? You got me by the ass on that one. My mother apparently forgot about the age-old don't walk on the actual graves asshole rule, while they were playing hide and seek, and was running from Teresa. She stepped onto a grave and then the ground gave way and she fell into the grave. According to her, the grave was from 1907 and bore the same name as hers. They scooped some of the dirt out, took it home, and got out their Ouija board. Jimi Hendrix had just passed away and her older sister decided she wanted to contact him. They decided that the best way to increase the power of the board was to sprinkle the grave dirt around the board, light some candles, and turn out the lights. Jimi Hendrix did not answer them, obviously, but a woman named Amy did, and she apparently thoroughly chastised them for being naughty girls. The planchette immediately after moved to goodbye. According to all three women, the room was silent until the wind picked up outside and blew around the outside of the house in such a way that it sounded like a shrieking woman and a moaning man all at the same time. There was no wind in the room, yet, the candle flames instantly went out and the lamp on the bedside table switched on by itself. All three girls ran screaming out of the room and hid in their father's bedroom, between the wall and the bed. After they calmed down and no longer felt threatened, they discussed what should be done next. They went back into Louise's bedroom where they had been performing the seance, brushed the dirt into a linen handkerchief, retrieved the board, retrieved salt and matches from the cupboard in the kitchen, and went outside. In the backyard, They said the Lord's prayer while holding hands, sprinkled the board and grave dirt with salt, poured gasoline on the items, and burned them. They went back inside, feeling like this was over, and tried not to think about it anymore. Nothing happened for a few weeks, until the youngest, Louise, began having terrible nightmares, to which she would wake up screaming several times a night. My mother was next, followed by her older sister, Teresa. My grandparents, both very quiet, and not the type to tell tall tales, Describe the upcoming months as nights with no sleep, rushing from one room to another, flicking lights on and off, falling into bed after soothing one daughter, drifting into sleep, only to be awakened by another screaming girl. This went on for several months and then stopped abruptly. Just as my grandparents were beginning to feel well rested, Louise began screaming for her mother and father in the night again. There are people in my room. According to Louise, she would wake up because she could hear people talking, and when she would open her eyes, the bedroom lights would be on and there would be a man and a woman standing in the corner of her bedroom, sipping cocktails, and having discussions about the weather. My grandmother started sleeping in bed with her now 16-year-old daughter. For the first few days, nothing happened, and my aunt poked her awake in the middle of the night. Grandma opened her eyes and looked around the room, seeing nothing, heard no noises, and when she began to ask Louise why she woke her up, Louise grabbed a fistful of her nightgown and said, Sh-. and then the lamp on the bedside table turned itself on. My grandmother jumped out of bed, grabbed Louise by the arm, and dragged her into my grandpa's bedroom. She woke him up, told him what happened, and they both slept in his bed for the next several weeks until Teresa, now 18 and going off to college, moved out, at which time they moved Louise into Teresa's old bedroom. There were more things that happened over the years but it slowly tapered off into an every once in a while thing once they moved Louise into another bedroom. Now, 47 years later, that bedroom is like a time capsule. My grandmother used to clean it weekly, but, they never moved anything out of it except Louise's clothing. All the furnishings have stayed the same, and after years of refurbishing every other room in the house, that room still has pea-green shag carpeting and orange and gold owl wallpaper. Since grandma died ten years ago, no one has really bothered with the room, except for the occasional cleaning it gets when there's one too many extra overnight guests and someone has to sleep in there and, no one ever makes it all night, we almost always wake up to find this person sleeping on the couch. at night. When no one is in the room, you can hear people talking a lot of people, like there's some kind of party going on in there, coming from that room. As a child, that room was the source of nightmares. All the older cousins would play tricks on the younger ones to force them into that room, only to lock them in I myself was locked in the closet when I was 7, but that a whole nother story, until their cries for help attract adult attention, or even just the standard you're too little to play with us. You have to stay in the back bedroom for 5 minutes alone if you want to play. There've been small bouts of activity throughout the home over the years, this post is getting pretty long so I'll cut myself off and not go into any more detail, but, it's really just something that everyone is used to, and for the last 35 years or so, that room has just kind of belonged to them. My older cousin actually locked me in the closet in that room when I was about 5. I say locked but all she really did was close the door. I don't remember why I couldn't get out of the closet, but I remember trying to open the door and not being able to. I didn't want to yell for help because, a that would make me a chicken and she wouldn't want to play with me anymore and b it would get her in trouble and she wouldn't want to play anymore. So, I sat on the floor of the closet with my back to the wall. It was quiet for a moment, and I heard footsteps outside the door so I thought she was finally going to let me out. But, she didn't. According to her and everyone else in the house she had gone outside to ride her bike. I heard the wire coat hangers start moving back and forth across the rail on their own, scraping back and forth. And then an old doll fell off the top shelf and landed in front of me. It was the kind that had the little sound box inside it and when it landed at me I looked into its little plastic face and it said mama. I started screaming bloody murder and pounding on the door and my grandfather came to the rescue. I remember hearing him run down the hallway and seeing him sling the door open. It was really traumatic for me, but probably not as traumatic for my cousin he made her sleep in that room by herself that night as punishment. She has pretty much hated my guts ever since. When I first qualified as a nurse about seven years ago my first job was working in the operating theatres of a large old hospital. I was doing a run of night shifts and there we ran just one emergency theatre overnight, so you would often be able to have a long break to get some sleep. The department had a large basement full of winding corridors and rooms where we kept the endless equipment needed for the all the surgeries. There was also a very large staff room in the basement full of comfortable couches. It was my last shift and I was feeling a bit tired, so I headed down there for my break, I don't usually sleep on nights so this was my first time in there at night. All the other nurses said they were going to stay on the main floor and sleep in the recovery room which I thought was odd. I settled down but couldn't sleep as usual, so was texting the girl I was dating at the time, facing the back of the couch. I suddenly felt a heavy, angry slap on my back. I screamed out loud because I didn't think anyone was in the room with me. I jumped up and slammed the light on. Empty. I grabbed my stuff and ran out of the room through the winding dark corridors, up the stairs and out into the sanctuary of the recovery room. I must have looked white as a sheet, someone asked if I was okay and I said what had happened and swore it was true, there was no way I was asleep. An older nurse smiled and said you met him didn't you. She explained how years ago a not very nice man who did the inventory had a heart attack and passed away down there alone in the staff room. Ever since people kept experiencing angry events like the sensations of being smothered, pushed or slapped if lying down there at night. That was why most staff didn't sleep down there at night. I never went back in the staff room for the entire time I worked there unless it was in the day with a colleague. This falls under the unexplainable category rather than the paranormal. I would describe it as a glitch. When I was about 9 or 10 years old, my family lived across the street from my dad's, at the time, best friend. This guy had a daughter, Alexis, who was a couple years older than me. I became friends with her as we would hang out while our parents talked. One day. We were kicking a soccer ball back and forth in the yard. I was about 20-30 to feet away, and she kicked the ball toward me, and it soared through the air in my direction. You know how, when something is about to hit you, you can see it coming, almost like time slows down. I saw this ball spinning through the air directly toward me, and I just sort of cringed and braced for impact as I watched it draw near. And then the weirdest shit happened. I stood there and watched as this ball hit me right square in the abdomen. And then kept on going. I literally watched the ball disappear into my body before it came out the other side and continued flying for another 5 to 10 feet before tumbling to the grass. I know that the ball did not simply hit my side and roll off, because I didn't feel anything, if I hadn't been watching, I'd have thought she kicked it past me. I did not feel a single thing, it's like in those sci fi movies where someone passes their hand through a hologram. I know what I saw, and most shockingly, Alexis saw it too. I was shocked and confused, and when I turned to ask her, Did you see that? I saw her staring back all slack-jawed with a pale face and giant eyes, like she'd just seen a ghost. She definitely saw it, probably clearer than I did. All she could say was what the hell. We had no idea what to make of it, and I think we were both equally freaked out. I've tried to justify it and explain it over the years, but the bottom line is I know what I saw, and I wasn't the only one. That look of shock-slash-horror on her face confirmed it for me, and that's what sticks with me, the fact that we both saw it happen. We were both deeply unsettled by it, and she said exactly what I saw, it went right through you, dude. When I was little about 4, which I am currently 19, I woke up screaming and crying to a bedroom of illuminated holographic butterflies that were all the colors of the rainbow and the noise of all their wings were loud and terribly unsettling. They were flying everywhere in a tornado pattern and appeared as when you turn up the exposure on a camera and see their paths through glowing lines. My parents ran into my room shocked and confused from what I saw and I still wonder if they saw them or it was only me. My dad proceeded to pick me up and they both ran out with me and took me outside. We were staying at a farm that peanuts and other crops in Alabama, not sure why because I was too young to remember. My mom's deceased, due to drinking and drug use, and my father is unknown, don't know they got divorced, last time I checked he was in Florida. I moved in and started living with my aunt and uncle in Nebraska when I was 6 so I am unable to ask them if I was seeing stuff or they saw it as well due to both of those situations. Wondering if anyone knows of any relation of butterflies and demonic slash dark stuff or has any thoughts, maybe it was a farm that had lots of racial crimes and murders back in the day I don't know. There's no racism in my family at all just for more context. Also there was an alien poster in the room I was sleeping in as well that said believe too," which I remember at the time to be horrifying haha.